Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Naked Truths. This is Rami, your host, and I'm sitting here with my buddy, Andy. We have a great episode for people today. Yes, we do. We have some fun going on today. Today, I lift his you know, coaching session, which is what a lot of people did, but he taught or you were speaking about this iceberg philosophy or analogy. We're going to get into it, but it was so fascinating. And we're going to talk about that today. I think you guys are going to learn a lot. But if you need more than that, you got to reach out to Andy and ask him for more details. But right now, we're going to get into it. He's going to have a little explanation, and I'm going to just interject a little bit with you. Oh, you have a what lot is, to what add. Is, what, what, is, what is this iceberg? I listened to it, but it was very fascinating. Um, so all of us, every one of us, have what we call our identity, right? And we call it the identity iceberg. I know today we joke today, you know, is the Titanic uh, yeah. a great movie or is it overrated? overrated? Yeah, overrated. The whole front row is like, it's overrated. Romance is not in the air. Um, but it, we talk about, you know, the story of the Titanic and how it hit an iceberg, right? And if you if you travel, if you've ever watched, I'm a Discovery Channel fanatic. I love watching documentaries and everything. Yeah, and every time when, like, they show glaciers breaking off, and they show it, and when it falls into the water, it just like an ice cube in your glass, it finds center, right? It finds center. So if you put one ice cube in a glass, like maybe we have in this glass, it finds its center. But in a, in an iceberg. What it finds is it finds because it's so much weight is most of the mass is below the surface, right? Most you only see very small portions of the iceberg. That's what they're saying. You just see the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, you just see the tip. And I think for most of us humans and business owners, I mean, you know, we joked about it today. They believe they they see. Oh my gosh, Rami, you own your own business. You are yeah. so lucky. You're a millionaire. Oh my God, you're like Bernie Madoff, yeah. right? You make you're taking everybody's money. It's not that you know they all look at it like you're so lucky, and you only have to work when you want to work, and you have this drug. You don't have to punch a clock, and it's so interesting to me. And I call those people the pukers and doubters of the world. And in the pukers and doubters, most cases they're your fucking family. Most of the time, I agree with you. Yeah, they are. So in this case, we're talking about the tip of the iceberg. What people see, you know, is your actions, your behaviors, and your decisions, right? Because they don't actually see a decision. What they see is the result of a decision that you've made. They see your actions. It was interesting. You brought up a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating point. You're like, you know, even Jesus can't help you. You have to do something. You got to do it. You got to do it. Somebody has to do something somewhere, sometime. And as an entrepreneur, business owner, whatever terminology you want to use, doesn't matter. You know, I always joke that bitching and bragging won't help your business. Only taking action will. But, you know, we have in the tip of iceberg, we have action. We've got decision on the top. Based on our decisions, we're going to take action, which is affect our behavior and the results yeah absolutely is that the whole like ecosystem going on it it really is actually what it it it, it's funny as we we drew it out this morning and i don't like to correct people but it, it was actually results is what they see if you look at it they see the results of your actions. So, by the way, we're going to share that 
diagram with you because if you have it here, we'll look at it, but we're going to share it with you guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a photo of it for you, but it's the, the results. They only see results. They only see whether you're successful, your failure, you make a mistake, you blow a tire. Oh my gosh, you know, how you dress. They only see that. That's what the, phys, you know, the physical, the tip of the iceberg. They're seeing what they want to see. They, human beings, employees, sorry, fellas, um, <laughs> our customers, they only see what they want to see or they only see what we show them. So in this instance, we talk about the tip of the iceberg. Think about behaviors for a minute. You know, when, and in one of our first episodes, we talked about people that are just jackasses. Yeah. Right? Oh, by the way, disclaimer, if you guys are easily offended, don't like don't curse watch. words, you're, you're, you're mad because you're offended by everything we say, go watch some more Bud Light stuff. You'll be yep. fine. Um, can I say that? On uh, Okay, just check in. That yeah. was it. <laughs> Keep on going. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be cut out of this one for sure. Like, bleep, 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 bleep. I can just see it now. What did Andy have to say? And there's just going to be a solid. Yeah. That's right. I'll be cut out of it. But they only see the tip. They only see the actions. And so as you look forward and you look at our business and we talk to people, it's really interesting to me because the analogy that I used is Results, actions, behaviors, and decisions today are massively different than what they were in 2020. And as we talk about actions, results, behaviors, and decisions are going to massively change throughout this year as we see some more economic indicators ramp up. And, and let, I'll just I'll define that. So we're already seeing a longer sales cycle. We're already seeing That's supply chain issues, true, yeah. issues, more issues. We're seeing, we talked about it, you know, massive layoffs from companies who have never laid off before. Account receivable. Yeah. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing it. We're starting to like, oh, on paper, companies are worth a bunch of money, but in reality, they're not worth because they have to fix their bottom line. So when they see that, so um, let's talk about the results. So, I use the analogy always, COVID. I yeah. use family, friends who have been through a divorce, um, through a traumatic experience, um, through COVID, all of us went through massive amounts of emotions. Everybody did. We had, oh my God, sadness, fear. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Sadness, like, oh my God, I can't leave my house. I need people. I'm, a, I'm definitely a people person, right? So I was using Zoom every occasion I could, but... You know, we had that. We had sadness. We had anger. We had um, madness. We had sorrow. We had people losing people. So we went through this massive amount of emotional roller coasters to excitement. Like, oh my gosh, there's hope. And then, oh my God, there's no hope. So we're going through this cycle. And that was what we call our environment. So going backwards to the pukers and doubters of the world, they are part of our environment. They are part of the people that we surround ourselves with. And I think you talked about if you surround yourself with seven dumb people, you're the eighth. Yes. Same thing happened with identity and your identity iceberg and who you are and the results and decisions and actions and behaviors that you have is we mimic those around us. Right? So this morning we talked about community. Yep. Surrounding yourself with business owners um, other entrepreneurs who are like-minded, 
who may have made mistakes, but they're in the room. They're not judged, right? The environment is a safe space. That was the most important thing that I saw today. And actually, I said it Why, you know, I'm grateful for that. It was a room that full of the people, of your mentees or your, your members or the people you coach, that they were so comfortable discussing their issues, their downfalls, their pitfalls, and all that stuff. And nobody's perfect. And they were there because... They knew nobody's going to judge them. Absolutely. And that's such an important thing. That environment was you can lay back and relax and say, I want to let it out because that's the only way I want to get help. Yeah, it's we have some very strict rules. There's no drama, none, no drama. We have no judgment. We have no guilt. We have no shame. Look, we're, think about this for a second, that environment, your environment at home. When's the last time you could actually be 100% truthful with those around you without somebody telling you how to fix something that's wrong with you? It's hard. Oh, it's hard. Think about it. I mean... Even with your wife, <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, honey. Oh, you calling me? I'm fat? <laughs> well, no, I didn't say that. I said, you're going to go for a walk with me? Oh, I'm sure to God. You want to go for a walk with me? Oh, you think that... Oh, you see that I'm fat? I need to walk? I said... I didn't say that. That's right. I didn't say that. But it is that. It's that it's an environment where in our families, and not necessarily, I mean, we're, we're married. We, we joke. We yeah. always have a great time with our wives. But they, they are our center. They are, for those of you that you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, not every relationship is created equal. And not all relationships are built on conversations and a rule that we have at our house is this if if i come to her or she comes to me with a problem and the we have some things some hard and fast okay before i say anything do you need me to respond do you need me to fix it or do you just need me to shut the fuck up nine out of ten times it's number sorry number three Yeah. I like that. I want to use that. Yeah. Normally, it's just, I just need you to sit there and listen. And then what's funny is I'll sit there and I'll be like, well, say something. Mm-mm, that's a trap. That is totally a trap. I ain't saying shit. That's the best way to avoid conflict. <laughs> you said to shut the fuck up. I'm shutting the fuck up right now. But think about that with the people around us. Yeah. In, in our world, sorry, fellas, I know you work for others, but in, in our world of entrepreneurship, a lot of people, shame, guilt, judgment, intolerance, they always think they have to fix you. Um, people that work for other people, I'm just telling you straight up, you guys don't have a fucking clue what it's like. You don't have an understanding, and we could have this identity iceberg in a lot of different ways. But for somebody who works in one specific area, I promise you, you'll have great ideas. You will have great ideas Absolutely. on how it will fix your job. Yep. But you won't understand how lonely it is as an entrepreneur. Oh, my God. And because who do you trust? You can't go to your employees and say, hey, I'm having trouble with cash flow. Because then they're going to look around the room and say, oh, God, what do you spend all your money on? Oh, by the way, it's you. Right? I mean, it is. And the most expensive, most return on investment you can get is the people in your organization. But they're still not going to understand they're not going to understand when there's a cash gap. Like, oh, my God, we had to put out $100,000 for our insurance. Or, God, we had a $20,000 tax payment. Or, hey, we had to do this or we had to do that and we had to spend all this money. They're like, well, what's the big deal? Just go print more. Well, we're not the federal government. We don't have a fucking printing press in the back room that says, hey, I need an extra hundred k 
So you can't have conversations with others because they always want to tell you how to do something. And it's not because they're malicious. It's because they're ignorant. Okay, they just don't understand what it takes to be an entrepreneur. When shit goes sideways, you're the last person that gets paid. Oh, yeah. Wait, or maybe not. Many times. Right. And when things go sideways, we we look at it because, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, I spent all night trying to figure out where I'm going to come up with who's going to make the sales. How do we hold people accountable? How do we have conversations and difficult conversations? Because in the iceberg, again, it's only the tip they're seeing. Now, so let's say you have long-term employees. They've been around with you. They've been with you. So we, we talked about your journey before here. So coming here, you had no skills in speaking the English language, right? Yep. What skills do you have today? A lot of different skills. But let's just go to specifically languages. How many languages do you speak? Uh, so far, five. Why? Because, you know. You're smart. No, not as smart because I'm very He's good. smart. I'm very good with, you know, with, with the language. And I love to learn from people. I love the society. I love the community. I love the people. And that's actually helping me to learn different language. For example, if you've, I don't speak, you know, Hispanic or, uh, you know, if you put me in Mexico City for the six months, I promise you I want to start having a great communication with those people. It's just the environment going back to you. is the environment. Yeah, and but you made a choice. Yes, I made a choice. That's 100% was my choice. Yeah, and that's what we talked about today is below the surface. First off, let me just be crystal clear about this. I believe that everybody is given the same choices. Absolutely. Maybe not the cir- same circumstances. I can't. I can't tell you... You know, that your circumstances being raised, I can't tell you, you know, by different people is different than mine. Okay, we talked about that. I believe we are all capable behind imagination. Yeah, absolutely. We, we are all given today's society, we're all given choices, right? Now, the choices I make are the choices I make for me, okay? What works for you. Exactly. So when you look at the identity, people my belief system. So here, here's what's below the surface. Let's just throw all those out there. Okay. So below the surface, first and foremost, at the bottom is your environment, right? If you've surrounded yourself with a bunch of dipshit, drug addicts, talking shit, drinking beer, partying every day, bitching about all those people that are in their lives. The society is not the problem. They are, they are the problem. Your, you, your environment is dictated by the choices you make. Choose different friends. I promise you today, if you're a puker and doubter and you're trying to rain on my pride and tell me how stupid I am and how how I'm so lucky, I promise we won't hang out anymore. You will be voted off the island pretty quick. Second thing that's at the very, the bottom, identity, right? And I'm not talking about any sexual connotation or any of that bullshit. I'm talking about who you are As at the person. core, at your core. Yeah, at your core, yeah. Are you willing to stop and help somebody? Are you willing to stop and help somebody? And, I, and I'll use this. We were on this Jeep trip this weekend, and it was absolutely wonderful. And all of us are sitting around yucking it up. And I watched my friend, who I'm in the group with, one of the wives was coming off this really steep incline, and all of a sudden, he takes off running. Takes off running. We're like, what the hell? He ran up the hill midway to help a woman who was not struggling, but just trying to get off this hill. 
without falling. That's his identity. His identity is naturally to help people. Yeah. Right? You can't. Or he could just watch it. Like the rest of us were. Yeah. Like us dumbass. Like, oh, oh really? she needed help. Yeah. What's going to happen? So it's our identity, right? And with our identity comes our values. Yeah. So just for really quick. So Rami, for you, what is your definition of values? My definition is value, what I can bring to the table and help others to achieve the happiness that I success and I feel every day. That's my value. What if I if I can create that for other people? That can be not by money, just a transitional, or you know, you just pick up a phone and make that call, or say somebody, hey, I'm here as your friend, or honey, I love you, or daughter, or the son, or just be there. That's the value I I see that I bring to the people because that's my choice. As you said again, is my choice. I want to do that, mm-hmm. and a lot of people they don't want to do that. But that's values, right? You and, and do you believe that values change over periods of time? No. Really? No, because if I, okay, the values change based on your new discoveries. Okay. What you have discovered in, in life. Like as you go through life, you discover something. Like you're driving at night, right? You're driving at night. How far can you see? As far as the dark will let me. Exactly. Or the headlights. As, yeah. As you go toward your journey on that road, the light will shine. And then you drive 100 miles and 100 miles, and you say that, oh, shit, I got to my destination, but I could only see 20 feet. No, you will see it as you go through life. That's what I see it. As I go through life, something's happened. I might change my value, but as whole, my value, you know, what is my value? It's just... Create better things for people. I and love that, that. That, that. That's solid. But can you add to it? Of course. Absolutely. So do you believe that people can have identity shifts? Yes. Absolutely. So do I. I, I had a massive yes, identity shift. I was a puker and daughter in 2009. Oh, totally. Shit. I can't believe that. Are oh, you fucking serious? I went through a cycle of life in 2009. You're not on your period, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't identify as that. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. Sorry, guys. We joke a lot. You know, don't take that seriously. Yeah, don't take it seriously. You want to take stuff serials, yeah. seriously, read all the stuff on Anheuser Bush. Yeah. Go read that shit. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, part of learning is wisdom, right? Absolutely. You talk about how far you can see up the road. Yes. Yeah, I was a total asshole. I was a total driven, I was a, I was a news junkie driven by, oh my gosh, I'll just list them off. I, I, every day, my entire day as I traveled was full of CNN, Fox News, Headline News, NBC, BBC, NPR, all day, all day long. It was when I was in a hotel room, when I was in, I was always watching it. And it was interesting. I had one of my friends, um, and I think I might've said this, but. We went for a bike ride, and um, he told me I'm just an asshole. And I'm he, so happy that I met you after your identity shift. Well, but think about <laughs> it. I am today who I was before. Okay. I mean, so you think about the, the life cycle of your identity, my actions, my results, beliefs. So I just tell this to be, you know, unfiltered. Yeah. He told me I'm an asshole. So I did like every good person. I went home and told my wife what he said, and she said, yes, you are an asshole. And then she laid out why I was an asshole. And then I went and sulked. How did you react to that? I was fucking pissed. Because that's the one thing people that can't react very well. Oh, I was so pissed off. But it was 
It was it, an eye opening. It was it, look. If we truly, truly, truly love the people we're around, we have to be honest. We have to be honest. We we have to have difficult conversations. We have to be able to say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is I love you unconditionally, but you're an asshole. And here's why you're an asshole. When you're not doing these things, you are a good person. When you're doing all this stuff, I can't handle it. So, but... I read a book back then. I know it sounds scary that I can read, but I really can. I read a book called The Energy Bus. And it's it's a great book. It's a great short story. Um, um, John Gordon, if you're out there, excellent. He's the author. But it was a great read for me, and it really dawned on me. I was the bus. I was the guy that was getting on the bus. Wow. And so I had that identity shift. I stopped watching the news. Literally, I was three weeks late to this Budweiser thing. Seriously, because I was like, was I don't pay attention. I don't watch the news. I don't, if something like political stuff, I don't watch the mainstream news. I go look for information. But it leads to my actions, decisions, and results because I want news. I'm old, right? I was, I was around when, and this is the news, it was the end of the conversation. Not this monologue, dialogue, diatribe of opinions. But think about today. Who do people follow? If it leads, it bleeds is a term for on purpose. People's actions, behaviors, and decisions are based on a lot of bullshit. They are because they, oh, it's the news. It can't be wrong. It's this. It can't be wrong. Look, how many people follow Facebook for their news? Oh, my, oh God. my God. I mean, Twitter for their news. Um, Instagram, TikTok, all these things. They're going to places because it says it's the news, so it must be real, real choices. So when I look at this diagram and I look at my own life and we teach, I believe you can have an identity shift, but you have to want. The choice in the first part of this is I have to choose that I want something different. The second thing we have to do is we have to do something Oh my God, I'm just an asshole. Hey, maybe I shouldn't watch the news. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't watch the news every day. Maybe I shouldn't pick up the newspaper. I can do a positivity test in a group and I can get all but about two people to sit down. Because I believe that, I'm so happy you mentioned that, but I believe the choices that you make determine who you are. Absolutely. As simple as that. Absolutely. So when you look at below the surface, the other you know, we talked about your skills, right? Those are just a few of your great skills. But I wouldn't know those without asking. I wouldn't know those without determining. So we talk about free zone, no judgment, no guilt, no shame. Yep. So for you, it gives you a place to be vulnerable because we we're think about this, actions and decisions. Anybody in this room ever make a mistake? Amen. Amen. We all every have. Day. Anybody that anybody that tells you they haven't made a mistake is a liar. I make mistakes every day. If I don't make one today, I give myself one point for tomorrow. That's, I can make two. You're plus two, right? I'm like I'm a plus two. one or a I minus say one. I'm plus two. And that's what we have to look at. So as we go through below the surface, it's honing our skills, right? It's it's being better. It's you know, you your story of coming here to America as an immigrant and building a life for yourself. That's empowering. 
your beliefs when you got here are different than your beliefs today. But people uh, yeah. don't know what they are. They don't know your beliefs in faith or guns or women or life or men or work. Or We don't know those beliefs unless somebody takes the time to talk to you and trust in them. But so much today in the business world, people sit back and they look, oh, my God, he's got a sign on the door. He drives a nice car. He must be screwing people. Yeah, that's the perception. Yeah. Yeah, but they not they don't bother to walk in the door or you know, you told me the story about your neighbor. Yep. I mean, seriously, you're a better man than I would. I would have hit him with the car like, what happened? I, well, I he just happened to step out on his porch. Well, the car got away from me and I hit him on the porch. Yeah. Sorry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the reality is is we don't take the time any longer to get to know the people you know, that were around. I had a discussion with my wife actually last night and she Did said, you win? Yeah, no, but it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a great discussion. She asked me that why you get so mad when somebody disrespecting you or disrespect somebody else. I said, it's part of my belief is respect as you want to be respected. It, and I get so not you know I get so frustrated when people that disrespecting each other, regardless of your your gender, your nationality, your language, your color of skin. It doesn't matter your education. We're all human. We should respect one another. If in your ideas is bad, I still should respect it. And some people, they really don't get that. And I get mad because I say, why Why, why you do that? So this is a really great question. So you're, have you ever heard the cliche, you don't need to like me, but you need to respect me? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking bullshit. Look, I have never, ever met anyone in my life that doesn't like somebody Oh, but I respect you. No, it doesn't work like that. It's so interesting to me. My sister, um, we I have a great family. I have three sisters. We're all different, but my sister closest to me, Kathy, it was so funny. So um, she is married. She's married to Charles. They have a beautiful family. They got four boys. It's a, it's, it's a mixed race. Charles is black. My wife is what, or my sister is white. They have four beautiful boys. I don't know what it's like to be a young black male in America. I don't know it either. I, I have no idea. I don't know what it's like to be your nationality in America. Especially I, after 9-11. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm serious. But, you know, I always, Kathy and I were having these, Charles and I and Kathy are having these conversations about kids. And I'm learning things, you know, their kids get stopped on the road because of the color of their skin. So this oh goes back to beliefs, but it also goes back to people. So it's so funny. So I tell you that to tell you this. So my sister, Kathy, she does a, I think it was 23andMe or, you know, maybe it was the, the, the genealogy test. Yeah. And okay. So for transparency, I never did the genealogy test because before I was married, I'm not very pretty, but I, I lived my life. Right. And I'm like, God, I just don't want to know if I have other kids somewhere. My sister, Kathy, like <laughs> I, I already, I already ran the test. You're safe. I'm like, who dodged the bullet there. But it's so interesting. And so she pulls this up and she does this entire genealogy test and it shows all the way through every nationality that we are. Okay. African-American popped up on the list and we laugh because so many people, they, they look at the outside of a person. They look at, they look at them for face value without getting to know them without asking them questions. There's so much racial bias in this country today. It is absolutely 
heartbreaking, right? There's good people everywhere. Are there bad people? Absolutely. Yeah. Most of the dumbest motherfucking redneck hillbilly motherfuckers I know are white people. Seriously, they are the dumbest people that I, some of them are the dumbest people that I've ever met. And it's like, and we're worried about a man that has a black color in his skin or brown or lived in, in you know, as Persian or any other. It, it is so unbelievable to me. But again. That goes back to our beliefs. Yeah, but it goes right back to, yeah. we're only making decisions with our eyes and we have these predetermined that were ingrained in us from others. So social culture, social, you know, our parents, you know, my parents are 80 some years old. They lived in a different time. We are not going to change their belief system because I am 30 years younger than them. Same thing goes for my kids Yep. and, and your kids who are yep. somewhere in the building. Yep. Their belief system is different because of the surroundings. But you, you look at the below the surface, there is so much more to people than just wearing a hoodie or baggy pants or they listen to loud music or they have rims on their car or whatever stigmatism that is put out there. It is unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable to me. People keep judging other people. I don't know why they do that. Nothing going to change. You know, you're not going to benefit from it. No, but, but they don't care. That's a choice. It is a choice today to care. In business, it is so interesting to me. I was in a networking group with a gentleman. Um, We'll just call him Bob. Okay? This gentleman had a bias against everybody that was in the millennial age bracket. Everybody that was a millennial was a deadbeat because... He wasn't served the way he was supposed to, or he went to a restaurant. So he just grouped them all into one group because they just don't want to work. I'm looking around the room here. I don't know if they're in the millennial group or under, but your team works. You have good people because you trained them, because you care about them. We can't, it's like boomers, right? People say it's the greatest generation. Okay, my grandfather was a boomer. Okay, fought in World War II. He was a badass. Okay, they saw things that we've never seen. The people, every war before that, every war that you saw, everyone is different. Every experience is different. Every person's experience is different. It is not my judge. I'm sitting here, I'm judging them right now like an asshole. But I can't control them. So, when we talk about skills, beliefs, values, identity that people don't see, I have to look at my belief system and I have to go, okay, am I tolerant or intolerant? Am I, what do I believe in? Right? And so I'll, I'll pull the hot button out of the hat today. So I believe God for me is love. Okay, whether and for the record, I went to twelve years of Catholic school. Wow, you Catholic school? Oh my gosh, I was hit with every ruler (laughs) in every room at least once. (laughs) (laughs) But and I'm I'm just like so, but I never believed that Catholicism is the only God and it's the best God. But if you're taught in those areas, it is the only God. You can't believe in others. 
So for me, I have a belief in God and God is love, right? It's supposed to be love. He's supposed to love everybody. Okay, believe it or not, you don't care. I don't care either. But that's my belief. Yep. But I also look at if you love another man, I'm okay with it. I don't have any problem with it. If you if you're if a woman loves another woman, I don't have any problem with it. It's not my job job to judge them. Now, I'm going to say this. Just because of all the hot buttons that are out there right now, and we'll we'll go to this, just because someone believes there's something else doesn't mean that I have to believe it also. But it doesn't mean I need to disrespect them. Absolutely. But I don't have to believe it. I don't have to acknowledge it. I don't even have to deal with it. But everybody's so caught up in the acknowledgement part of it, like their opinion matters. It's just my belief is my belief. Okay, great. That's why you do it. Give me a high five. Politics is another area that oh everybody fights about. And That's... so, you know, you talk about identity. It's like, holy shit, people. How about we travel the middle? Far left, far right, it's division because there's intolerance of each side. There's shame, there's guilt, there's, you know, only let me judge you on both sides of it. Now, the next one, like we talked about, religion. Same thing. But a lot of people, if you go ask them right now, you go and ask them, what is your identity? They, they can't really respond because, as you said, they don't know who they are because if you don't know your beliefs and you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, you don't know what the fuck is your identity. It's just all connected. It is and absolutely. And it goes back to the, you know, the, the bottom of the iceberg that you said is the values, are identity, and beliefs, and the skills. Like, those are so important. But people abandon their own beliefs, values, skills, and identity to follow some fucking retard in their group that sells them on the promised land because they're too afraid to make a choice for themselves. Why do you think they are clinging for, to other people or, 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 or just you know, hitch their wagon or whatever you're going to call it? What? Why they do that? Because they're not sure of their own existence? This society today, so society. Or is it society? It's society. It is totally society. Um, during COVID, what was the number one thing that had people just reeling? Uh, I don't want to be in the somewhere that I want to get sick. Yeah, fear. 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 So people will always listen to those that are the loudest, regardless of the information. We call them sheep. We, they will follow. Think about it for a second. Have you ever been in a large group where they said, please exit this way, and all of a sudden we're all sheep, we're all heading for the yeah. door? Like, oh shit, I guess we're following the dude in front of us. Yeah. Hey, I'm going the wrong way. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. But we all follow. People today are so socialized to believe others than they are their own thoughts in their head or to go out and educate themselves on doing things differently. Because they're working for, they're looking for an easy way out or they have a self-confidence problem. Yes, both. Totally both. It's, uh, it's so intriguing to me. So there was a book that goes to identity. So have you ever heard the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so chapter 11, persistence. It should have been the first chapter, but it's number 11. 
about what gets us through what we're going through. So, oh, what was it? Andrew Carnegie commissioned Napoleon Hill to write a book from 19, do research from 1912 and publish the book in 1937. He did 25 years of research on the human element. Holy shit. Okay, 1912, World War One, the Great Depression. I mean, none of us know how lucky we are today, but he wrote this book. Through that entire time, he penned a manuscript and he wanted to release it in 1938. The book was called Outwitting the Devil. If you have never read the book, you should really read it. So I'm going to give you the high points of it. So in that book, through that time, so first off, his wife forbid him in 1938 to publish it because he used what word in the title? Devil. Forbid him. Forbid him. And I may not have all the facts straight, but let's put it this way. This manuscript was put in a vault. He never published it. When Napoleon Hill passed away, his wife was like, I'm not going to do it. When Napoleon Hill's wife passed it along to the foundation, their best friends, something happened somewhere. So I believe it was 2007, 2008. They commissioned Sharon Lecter, who, by the way, if you've never looked up this woman, brilliant woman, the first woman put to a financial literacy council for a sitting president under President Bush and President Obama fascinating woman she's also the woman that passed financial literacy in the state of arizona is she still alive she is still alive i've had the blessing to watch her live several times and in membership um we'll have her again next year talking about her new her other book so sharon lecter came in she read the manuscript did a holy shit i believe the book was published in 2011 and it, the book is called Outwitting the Devil. In that book, Napoleon Hill goes through all of his traveling, and he, he names the three devils from the first 25 years. And the devils are this. Education. Teachers today, educators today, it's my way or another way. Think about grade school. If you argued with the teacher on your thought, you were wrong. You are taught by the syllabus. The teacher is yep. always right. You're not allowed to question it. Okay? Okay, that's a pretty good one. Next one, religion. Wow. Yeah, 1938, people. Wow. Religion came out and said religion is the devil because you can only believe in your God, and then there's all these other gods. There's all these that are fake gods. They belong to and you know, the Quran. Oh, that's wrong. Episcopalian, that's wrong. Luth- Lutherans, that's wrong. Jewish. That's wrong. You you look at it. Oh, you can only be this. It's so amazing to me that they came out and said it's either one way or the other. The next one, which is even more, this book could have been written this in today. Politics. No way. Yeah, totally. Total way. Politics. You're either believing the right or the left. left. And if you're the right or the left, you're wrong. So think about that for a second. Just, I mean, just take that in for a moment and go, holy shit. So what does that do to our skills, beliefs, values, and identity? All of those areas right now still drive social social proof. They still drive what people believe in and what they follow. And what decisions they make. Yeah. Which is the top of the iceberg. And, and they, what actions, yeah. And they do that. And it's, you know, like we're back to burning books now. I mean, seriously, the people that are burning the books, I'd love to put a little spy camera on them and see what they say and do outside of it. It's like, really? Books are written because 
it's part of our identity to be able to make choices to read it or not. That's why, you know, it's it's so intriguing. That's why I don't watch the news. I just can't stand but those, it. But those three things that you mentioned, I can't, those are the three big pillars of our society right now. Yeah, and they're driving everybody apart. Those three pillars are driving everybody apart. That's what a lot of people, they have a identity confusion, I think. Because oh. they don't know who they are based on what they hear. Yeah, because they want they, to be... They can't make a decision. Oh, my God. I, want, I had imposter, imposter syndrome. I thought I wanted to be somebody. Wow. I only found my voice when I decided that I wanted to be me. I became more successful when I wanted to be me. We became more successful as like Andy. We need to have our own podcast that talks about just yeah. the truth. No more sugarcoating it because we're going to afraid we're going to offend somebody. You know what? We're offending people. Fine. Don't watch us. We don't care. It's 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 so interesting to me that people. I'm flattered that people want to be me. There's only one me. Okay, literally, if my mom had twins, we'd both be buried out in the yard somewhere. Seriously, she probably would have killed us both, right? <laughs> I was a lot to handle. I still am, but I am me. I am my authentic self. I forgive myself for my mistakes. I forgive myself for bad behavior. I don't live with it. Well, you know, a lot of people, they can't do what Andy, you did. They cannot forgive themselves. Therefore, they're stuck and they can't go forward because they can't forgive themselves. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I made a bad decision. Life's over. I'm going to freeze right here. But in reality, it's not like that. It's not. Life is not like that. People have a short memory. Those that really, really hate me, oh, they remember all my mistakes. And I'll tell you this story. You'll love this one. So... Um, my dad owned a moving business. Um, I must have been 14 or 15 or 16. I don't remember. So we were moving this orthodontist office. And um, the office manager at the time, when we were young, so my cousin, Scott, um, God rest his soul, he passed away a few years ago. So, oh my God, it's 40 years. So I was, it was 40 years ago. I must have been 14 through 16. I'm 54. So somewhere in that time frame. It's this building in Mason City. And I'm standing upstairs in the office building, and it's two stories down, and on the bottom floor is my cousin. So we start chuck. I start chucking cushions out the window. <laughs> my dad's having a heart attack right now. If he, if he actually listened to this, he'd be like, I knew that. So I chuck these cushions out, and this office manager chews my ass. Deservingly. I deserved it, okay? So that happens. Scott and I get in a lot of trouble. We, we did that stuff back then. Fast forward. I don't even know how many years. So probably 11 years ago, I went and did a diag just like we did. And I took on a client that was an orthodontist. <laughs> and lo and behold, same office manager. Oh, my God. And do God. you know what she said to me? I remember when you were a kid and you did this. Are you serious? Oh, serious as a heart attack. But that's, that is the society we live in. Think about it for a second. I am 54 years old and I am still judged by the people in my hometown that know my parents by the shit that I did back then because there's nothing else to do there. Wow. So you talk about people and not making different choices. There's a lot of people that are caught up in that, that they refuse to make different choices. I refuse, refuse flat out 
to be labeled as who I was when I was 18. I was an 18-year-old male boy. I that, was an asshole. Yeah, you had the identity shift. Yeah, I've had several of those. But and my I think values, it's okay. It's okay to do that. Well, think about how many identity shifts you've had yeah. and you don't even recognize. Yeah, I, I don't. maybe I don't even know it. I would say that because of your expertise in this field, but also your journey, is that from being an immigrant to a citizen to all of the things, entrepreneur, business owner, successful, sell it, move to the next level. You've probably had many, many growths that we call growth, but actually an identity shift. Absolutely. But, you know, to kind of summarize this podcast, folks, what we talk about is about the iceberg analogy philosophy diagram. We will share that. We will share that with you guys. But the most important thing below the tip of the iceberg yes. is the environment that we talk about. Then you talk about the skills, about the beliefs, about you know the you know values, identity. We talk about all of that. But the most important thing is that when you have that, you gotta do something. Oh, it's all. Don't you think it all comes down to doing? You and I we were talking this podcast, and then we said, "Oh, we're gonna do it." We could just wait for months and make sure, but we haul ass, and then we said we're going to do it, and we did it. We, we, we made a decision. We made a decision. We did it, you know, and we don't think about, you know, how many viewers we're going to have, how many subscribers we're going to have. We just said we're going to do it. We owe it to ourselves because we both have different beliefs, but we kind of intersect in some point and said, hey, we're going to do this, and we did it, and I think it's going to work because we're going to help a lot of people. Because that's our value, that's our beliefs, that we believe all of you, you have a potential to be somebody, you are strong behind imagination, and you can do great things in in this life, not for yourself, for other people. Absolutely. And, you know, I think as you look at that identity iceberg and the tip of the iceberg and the decisions, you know, it's doing one thing. It's one not thing. doing everything. It's it's doing one thing, 1% of the time differently than you did it before. It it's massively changes lives. I mean, think about it. When you were 25, maybe 24 when you moved here, did you know you were going to be sitting in this chair back then? Absolutely not. But I could I could see it, but I didn't believe it. But what I was thinking that, oh my God, this is interesting. I was always telling my friend, some of my American friends here, and I said, you guys, you have so much opportunities. Why not taking advantage of it? I took advantage of it. I did that. I learned from it. That's what, because everybody asked me, how did you get here? I said, fuck, I'm not a millionaire, but I'm happy with what I have. I'm content. But I'm blessed and I'm grateful that I have amazing friends and the family and the environment that it makes me happy, push me forward, you know? Oh, this you is... are a tenacious motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for all of our viewers yep. before we cut out for the day. And I have a question for you, sure. but you're not allowed to answer it. You okay. All right, so we'll, we'll answer it first at the next episode. You got it. Okay, so think about this for a second. For those people that are on here and for you, Rami, what would your 50-year-old self go back and tell, the, get, what 
would your 50-year-old self, what advice would your 50-year-old self give to a 25-year-old Rami? Oh my God, that's a good one. Yeah, that's so that that's so that's that, that can be a podcast by yourself. <laughs> no, it's going to be next time. Yeah, it's it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be a podcast next time. That's that's amazing. I, I love that. I love that. First of all, man, I love that. You should you should guys think about that. No, think great, about great. it. Think, seriously, think about it. That is a game changer. It is a game changer, and I'll tell you why wow. it's a game changer next episode. But thank you so much for watching. And we're glad that you are here. And I hope you learned something. As always, if you have any questions for Andy or me, just just message us. Write a comment below. And we will get back to you. No question is a stupid question. Only The only stupid question is the one that you guys forget to ask. To ask. Because I promise you there are going to be maybe 10 other people in the world that watch I, this. Maybe only 10. Maybe 9. Maybe, whoever. But you know. they'll have the same question. So ask. Fire it, Will. Just ask, and we are here to answer. And if you don't know it, we find the answer for you. Until next time, you have a wonderful day. Uh-huh.